Welcome to the Wellness Magic Makers podcast. I'm your host, Katie Grant. On this show, we talk about taking your wellness business from unknown to unforgettable with a magical twist. Stay tuned for tips, tricks, and interviews to help you turn your passion into the business of your dreams. Hey, hey, magic makers. This is episode nine. Thank you so much for coming back over and over again and for all of the reviews you've left so far. If you've yet to leave one, though, be sure to jump over and make it happen. It'll take just a minute of your time and it is so greatly appreciated. Today's episode is with a magic maker I absolutely adore. She was willing to take a chance on a new coach who didn't even have a sales page for her program. Yep, my first program, Build Your Website, was by invitation only and just had an informational PDF to go along with it. I'll talk more about that in a future episode. Anyway, Amanda Heisman is hanging out with me today. She's a certified holistic health coach, writer, speaker, and founder of Heisman Health. She hails from the great state of Ohio and now resides in South Florida. And unfortunately, she's a huge Ohio State fan. Amanda discovered her passion for nutrition and wellness accidentally on purpose while recovering from a car accident that had rendered her physically and mentally stuck. She strives to inspire professionals to just begin and take control of improving their health through baby steps in nutrition, nature, self-care, and creative expression. Amanda helps busy women eat for success, get back in touch with their bodies, and remember to love themselves first in her signature 30-day program, Food Foundation. So yeah, let's dive into my chat with Amanda. Well, hello, Amanda. I am so excited to be chatting with you today. So thank you for coming to hang out with us. Thank you for having me, Katie. I'm happy to be here. For sure. So I specifically wanted to chat with you because... It's been nearly a year since I met you, which seems just crazy oh. when I stop and think about it. But you know, I can't really, believe it. <laughs> you've really brought your health coaching business so far in that time. And I think you've become a really great example of the growth that a coach can have in just one year's time. So let's kind of start off by having you tell us a little bit about how you got into the wellness world. Sure. Well, thank you. Um, How I got into the wellness world. Well, my background is in corporate sales. I spent uh, a better part of a decade, about eight or nine years in in sales and in corporate America. And, um, you know, most of it, about, you know, seven out of the eight years, I would say, were really good and they fit me really well. Um, But then kind of my wake up call, my call to action was a car accident. So um, prior to this car accident, I had been really type A, really high performing, you know, work hard, play hard, yada, yada, yada. But I really wasn't resting hard as well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And I was, you know, I was doing marathons and soccer games and, you know, I had high quotas. I was working on million dollar deals and and such. So um, I was kind of operating at a high level and didn't even realize how much stress I was in until that. Um, car accident forced me to slow down. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it took about another year 
of just, um, you know, I was kind of miserable after that because I did, I couldn't run. I couldn't do a lot of the physical activity that I had been accustomed to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it took a while of me banging my head against the wall before I thought, hey, you know, and I'd put on about 20 pounds, 20, 25 pounds. Um, hey, if I can't go run five or 10 miles, maybe I should take a closer look at what I'm putting in my body. And, um, and I did. And I started research and, um, you know, just, just trying th- different things out. And what I noticed when I very first started experimenting with my own body is that just a small change, you know, just upping my green vegetables made like big results. I had big results from just one change, even if I was still addicted to sugar and eating crap in the, in the afternoon, <laughs> you know, I just, I just noticed a lot of, um, that it, it only took a small change to, to make big results. Um, and then it took about another year until I ended up, um, you know, until my relationship with corporate America came to an end and, um, kind of, it was the perfect storm of everything. And my body was just like, you know, having a hard time. And I just started dipping my toe in the nutrition, uh, waters, so to speak. And I, (laughs) and I, um, started down this path of like, just the, what happened was I had gone to a lot of doctors who told me, uh, it all ended with me having to, having the choice of getting disc fusion surgery for my back and my neck. And I just, you know, I was just barely 30 at the time. And I thought, you know, I don't think I'm going to have that surgery. So it, that kind of snowballed into me researching all sorts of holistic modalities uh, along with nutrition and eventually going back to nutrition school. And um, even at the time I was going back to nutrition school, I didn't know that I was going to be a health coach, but that's what, uh, that's what turned up from that. And I'm so glad it did. It's definitely, um, I'm definitely on the right path. So. Yeah, for sure. So you actually decided to go to nutrition school specifically to learn about more things for yourself, right? Yeah, I did. I mean, the whole health coaching thing sounded interesting to me at the time. I was curious, but I wasn't positive that I was going to be a health coach. I was just really trying to heal myself at the time. Yeah. And as as I went through and as I experienced um, school, and then as I was able to, um, you know, kind of get my health back in order, it, it just became... I just became very interested and passionate about helping other people through that initial overwhelm and that initial resistance and um, just opening them up to other ideas than we've kind of been told in our society of what health means. Um, So yeah, that's kind of, because when you first kind of dip your toe in, it just feels like a brand new language, like what the heck are people talking about? (laughs) So it's really overwhelming when I first started. So I love to kind of help people through that initial confusion. Yeah. And I I asked you about that specifically because I feel like there are so many health coaches out there who have that same story. Something happened to them that in their own personal healthy living journey, um, they needed to help themselves. And so they discovered IAN. Um, and specifically looked into it to learn for themselves, not necessarily to become a health coach. So I, I think that was really important to, to chat a little bit more about. Um, do you by chance remember like the moment that you thought this is something I need to do? <sighs> um, 
I re- well, I remember specific moments where um, I just, you know, where the just the next step in front of me were illuminated. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I remember the specific moment was like, yes, I definitely have to go back to nutrition school. <laughs> and it wasn't like I, you know, I had already left my job. I had already, you know, I was just, I was trying to get, um, like, reduce the stressors in my life and kind of get back to myself, so to speak. And right. so I remember that moment very specifically, like, yes, okay. Um, and it seemed kind of frivolous or like <laughs> irresponsible at the time, you know, like, oh, I'm going to go back to nutrition school. Yeah. Like, you know, I have already, I already have a degree. I already like have had a career and I'm just going to whoop up and go back to nutrition school. And I, without researching any other programs, I just know that this is the program. But when you know, you know, like, you know, when that specifically, when that moment happens, when you're in touch with your intuition and then probably somewhere midway through the program, when I started to feel really better and I was like, holy crap, this, this stuff works. (laughs) was when I was when it was it was clear to me because I'd always wanted to kind of um you know I always kind of have kind of an entrepreneur mindset and I wanted to work for myself and that's why sales worked well for me um but just that moment where I had no idea what kind of business I wanted to open or do but just that moment where um you discover hey it works like (laughs) I feel better (laughs) you know this this will work for other people too yeah so it wasn't so much a this like big skies opening up aha moment for you it was kind of just like it was part of your path that that led you to figure it out yeah and I I love that you said that it felt really frivolous to you to go back to school because I had the exact same thoughts like I was in this corporate job as well and everything was going fine I had a bachelor's degree that I wasn't really using but I had one and yeah it I think a lot of people kind of struggle with that in coming down this new path of, you know, building their own wellness business, because it does feel frivolous to go and get that support to help make you better. um, Because you do already have so much schooling behind you. Mm -hmm. Um, So you spend a lot of your time out in your community. um, And you actually do a lot of really cool stuff at a local farm, right? Or is it just like a garden type thing? Yeah, I call it the garden farm because there's actually, they're not zoned for animals, but but it's it's like a food forest. So (laughs) calling it a farm or a food forest feel better to me than just calling it the garden because um, when you think of a garden, you think of a small like eight by 10 patch and it's just, it's massive. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, for sure. So you help out there and do a lot of other kind of in-person stuff. But you have this really cool food foundations program that you run totally online, right? Yeah. Actually, most of my business is online, but I like to volunteer in my community. Yeah, yeah, food foundation is just what we were just talking about, how um, it helps the folks who are in that, you know, in that initial overwhelm (laughs) of dipping their toe in the water. And it's a 30-day program. Um, to help make nutrition second nature, to help make, you know, cooking, like people are kind of out of touch with both being 
um, in the kitchen and cooking. And at least I was, I I never spent time in the kitchen and a garden was like, you know, besides seeing my mom raise a couple tomatoes and zucchini (laughs) when I was little, like, you know, I went to the grocery store to get my food. I didn't go to (laughs) the earth. So um, when I was back in nutrition school is when I did an internship with that uh, particular garden, and now I volunteer there. But it kind of, the experience I had there as well as, you know, my personal experience and my, and, you know, my experience in nutrition school kind of, I'm trying to kind of squoosh down like over a year of trial and error into 30 days and kind of give people some like shortcuts and cheat sheets as far as what are the, like, serve, what's the knife, like, what knives do you need in the kitchen? Like, I didn't know what knives I needed in the kitchen, like a survival kit. Like, you can get away with these two knives for 90% of what you do, you know, these herbs and spices, because I think all I knew was, like, salt, pepper, and garlic to starting out with, you know. So what are these, you know, some healthy spices, and you can do a lot with these dozen spices if you go get these, like, things like that, giving them some healthy recipes and then we work on just the mentality side as well, um, because usually food addiction or overeating or food, you know, disordered eating is attached to something else that's not <laughs> not right. food, right? So, right. Yeah. So you do kind of both ends of the spectrum. You hang out with a lot of people in person, and you run pretty much all of your business online. Um, can you tell us a bit about how you kind of make those in-person interactions turn into what you do online or how you kind of bring those two worlds together? Sure. Um, mostly when I meet people, we just get in conversation and it's pretty natural. You know, we're talking, I mean, I'm already at the garden, so we've already, you know, we've already talked about something I might have Uh, made something out of the food there that gives us something to talk about and they want the recipe or people just might be asking questions you know because people have just like I had neck and back issues people have you know stuff going on people have autoimmune and people have different stuff going on and they don't know who to ask so um, or they might just want to know how to use this weird, you know, kohlrabi, like what is this weird vegetable, this alien vegetable I got. So we just get in conversations about stuff and things naturally come out. And um, I might tell a little bit about my story. They tell a little bit about their story. And I see where I might be able to give a few pointers. And then, you know, then they're interested or they're, they, they might be interested or they might not be in um, participating in one of my programs. So I just give them the information from there. Yeah. Do you find that people that you meet in person are open to doing online coaching? Yeah, they are actually. Most of the folks who have gone through Food Foundation so far have been people I've met in person or, um, you know, word of mouth, friends of people right. I've met in person. Um so most of them are, I, um, you know, I, I can't speak for, I think, I think about 55 has been the oldest <laughs> of the age range that I've helped. So I know there might be some initial resistance to the technology from folks who aren't used to, um, you know, being online all the time, Definitely. but, but overall I found it receptive. Yeah, I bring that up because a lot of wellness magic makers ask, well, how do I build, like, how can I build an online business if I'm just talking to people in person? And I knew that you would be 
my go-to person on this topic <laughs> because I knew that that's exactly what you do. Like mm -hmm. I personally do everything online. I hate doing anything in person, but I'm a total introvert. Mm -hmm. Um so it's it's nice to show that you can do it. It doesn't have to be exclusively in person or exclusively online. You can bring those two worlds together. Yeah, I do have a nice mix of both and it works well for me. And you know what? I'm still figuring it out. I'm still throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks, but that's what it's about, I guess. For right? sure. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So as an entrepreneur, what has been the most difficult thing for you? <clears throat> oh, man. Um... Well, jeez. You better not say your website because I helped you with that. Oh, no. I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, website was tough, but <laughs> Katie is awesome with the website. Um, I think just that, um, you know, they say like uh, get in a relationship and it brings up all your shit. I think it's the same thing for <laughs> starting a business. Oh, yeah. Like it just brings up all your stuff, right? So, um, I think the hardest part what at first was knowing where to focus my energy. Like mm -hmm. you just feel it's that kind of, um, like overthinking, um, obsessing about everything and just not sure where to like kind of analysis paralysis. Cause you just have so many ideas, but you're not sure which one is like where you should focus your time and energy. There's nobody telling you which one's the good one and how to prioritize this stuff. So you just, you know, you really have to, again, tune into intuition and, mm -hmm. and then just start picking them off, you know, and seeing what works. But, um, I think when I first started, it's funny because the hardest part is, um, this is something I tell my clients about food, but it's important <laughs> to like, it's like funny how it's, when it's yourself, you don't remember. Um, we always think like when we start a dream or goal or something that the road's just gonna making a motion with my hand that you can't really see, but you're just going to keep going up, you know, like right. you keep gonna, you're just going to, you put in the work and you put in what you, you know, your efforts and you think it's just going to keep going up and up and up. And you know, that's not how life is. That's not how, um, anybody's journey is really. It's always kind of like, two steps forward, one step back, you, right. you're up here and then you're down here and it's kind of a roller coaster, but you know, it's, it's, that's how it, that's how it is. So, um, just putting in consistent effort, I think is important. Definitely. That is, it's so true. Um, and I really like that you said that we think that, that it's going to be this kind of straight path with no ups and downs, but that's not how life is. Like, a business is no different than normal life. Like owning a business doesn't like exclude you from life somehow. So that's perfect. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, what has your favorite thing been about owning your own business? Oh my God. Just the, the freedom to work from anywhere, um, to make my own schedule, you know, um, and just the rewards the rewards you get when you, when you help someone as well, just, you know, kind of that whole, um, you get more than you give when you yeah. see someone, when someone have a breakthrough and really, um, see someone's life really change is amazing. Yeah. And then just being able to, I mean, I have family all over the country, so just being able to, um, work from anywhere or, 
take a day off if I need to, or, you know, that kind of freedom that comes with owning your own business. And of course, then there's the like, you know, inspiration days where you just don't stop working for 12 hours. But (laughs) right. Yeah, there's definitely that healthy hustle where you, you know, some days you do have to sacrifice a lot and um, put in those 14 hour days, but then it pays off by being able to travel and take days off here and there. And it's, it's that constant balance for sure. Definitely. Anything else that you think the wellness magic maker community needs to know? Um, you know, just, just don't be afraid to rest as well. You know, um, I think that we are all so hard on ourselves all the time Right. (laughs) to, you know, that self-care piece is really important. And, um, it's, you know, I think we all struggle with that with like, oh yeah, I need to like relax. I need to make sure I get enough sleep, get a massage, whatever it is for you. And, um, usually if something feels like really stuck for me, it's a really basic thing. Like, just like I said, I can kind of like mirror it back to my clients, like, Usually like their issue comes back to like sleep or water or vegetables or movement. Like it's a really basic thing, right? Um, So if if you have kind of like a basics um, outline on your wall or something that you can categorize something in like your issue into, it kind of helps. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the whole part of making that time for the self-care and making the time for rest. We tell all of our clients to do that, but it's so easy for us to get caught up in that hustle, in that dream of trying to make the dream happen, that it's so super easy to leave that behind. Yeah, it is. <laughs> awesome. Are you ready for the lightning round? I'm as ready as I'll be, baby. <laughs> okay. So what song do you listen to when you want to feel motivated? Oh, man. Um, You know what? Actually, (laughs) I have, um, I love listening to Michael Franti, like Sound of Sunshine or uh, anything like by him to like get me pumped up. But usually I actually need to relax to get, (laughs) to find my motivation. So you'll often find me listening to like the meditation channel or something like that. (laughs) I like it. I I listen to a ton of like, yeah, spa music on Pandora or like slow classical stuff when I'm, when I'm having to get stuff. Yeah. I usually air on pumped up. So I usually need to (laughs) relax to find my my motivation. (laughs) Oh, Amanda, that's why I love you. Um, If you had a magic wand that would grant you any wish right this instant, what would you wish for? Oh, my gosh. I would wish for uh, a clean and ethical food system, I think. Love it. Yeah, that would be my number one. And then a big house with a huge garden. (laughs) Overlooking the ocean? Overlooking the ocean, water, mountains, and garden all in one spot. There all right. Go. I like it. I like it. What TV show could you watch over and over again? Oh, um, I'm a, okay. So lately I've been binging on Fuller House because I grew up in that generation when oh, you yeah. watched Full House. And so I like watched all of the first season of Fuller House and I loved it. I feel like people either are loving it or hating it and I yeah. loved it. I loved it as well. I definitely <laughs> love that it like stuck to the 90s roots and yeah. made fun of itself over and over again. Yeah, I loved that. Other than that, I was a big Grey's, Grey's Anatomy fan back in the day, so I 
would probably watch that too. I had a feeling you were a Grey's girl like me. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Cookies and cream, hands down. Yum. Favorite classic Disney movie? Um, Beauty and the Beast. Great one. How about a dream vacation destination? Oh, geez. Dream vacation destination du jour of the moment would probably be Bali because I haven't been there. Very cool. And I already know this one, but astrological sign. <laughs> I'm a Libra, just like Katie. Libras unite, baby. Libras unite. I'm the, I'm the last day of Libra, so I'm cusps. Cusp Scorpio in um, Western astrology. That's my sun sign. But my rising sign, my Vedic sign is Virgo. And I feel like I resonate with both of those signs. So. Hmm. I don't think I would have put you resonating with Virgo at all. But now that you've said that, it totally makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite movie? Favorite movie. I like, again, like these 90s cult classics. Like, um, well, Princess Bride was 80s. Uh, cool Running, The Goonies, oh, yeah. like nerdy stuff like that. They are all very good. Um, and lastly, what's your favorite quote? Ooh, my favorite quote is, security is mostly a superstition. It does not exist in nature, nor do the children of men as a whole experience it. Avoiding danger is no safer in the long run than outright exposure. Life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. And that's Helen Keller. I love that. I, I've somehow never heard it, but that is awesome. Yeah. Very I cool. Love. Well, thank you so much for coming to hang out with us today. I definitely think the Wellness Magic Maker community can get a lot from your story and the way that you're making things happen. And from me personally, I am so very proud of you for all that you have done this year. So great work. Thank you, Katie. I really appreciate your support. And thank you for having me on so much. Definitely. How fun is Amanda? I finally got to meet her in person a few weeks ago, and seriously, she is just ama as amazing in person. So Amanda is offering up a freebie to all of you guys, her top five energy boosting hacks. Check it out at heismanhealth.com slash wellnessmagicmakers, or I'll also link to it in the show notes. Thanks for listening to the Wellness Magic Makers podcast. Be sure to head over to glamgirlglow.com backslash podcast to check out the show notes. And if you've loved what you heard today and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe in iTunes. Or if you haven't already, leave a review. Both are greatly appreciated and help this podcast be seen by more people. Until next time, bye. Bye.